Welcome to the Wesleyan Airway, a show where we get to discuss a variety of topics with very interesting folks. And it is my pleasure today to welcome Candace Brake, the President and CEO of Greater Owensboro Chamber of Commerce. And we've been trying to get this together for a while, and, and both of our schedules are very busy. And I'm so grateful you came in today. So thank you. And, and hello. Hello, Dr. Metzl. It's great to be with you today. It's great to be back on campus. So I understand that you grew up on campus and we yeah. were surprised you you walked in today and, and the Ralph where we are uh, recording is not an easy building to find your way around. And, and I've gotten lost more than my fair share of time. So you knew exactly where you were going. No, so I, tell I, us a little bit about growing up on campus. So, yeah, I usually am, I'm a wanderer, so I wander a lot. Uh, yeah. So my mom uh, went back to school when I got in grade school. I started first grade and my mother decided it was time to go back to college. Um, she had stayed home um, with us and actually was on a Marine Corps base for the first two years of her marriage. Huh. My dad was in Vietnam. So um, when, when she was able, she came to Westland. Mm-hmm. And her brothers and sister had already, uh, they were still here. Some of them were still here. Um, so the Ward family, uh, they all were here too. So we grew up at Westland basketball games. My Aunt Sue was Wonderful. a cheerleader. And um, uh, my uncles played, well, one uncle played basketball. And we just, we grew up on campus. Oh, that's great. And we are actually, uh, Kentucky Wesleyan College is celebrating its 70th year in Owensboro, and we're so happy to be a part of that. And and the chamber is such a huge part of any city, and especially in Owensboro. You've been so active. I'm not sure everybody understands exactly what it is the chamber does, and, and it's so important. So could you give a brief description on what it is you do, uh, sort of short-term, long-term? Certainly. Well, a chamber of commerce in a community the size of Owensboro is um, more of a, it's a community development organization. Um, we are, um, we are, we represent the business community, our membership. Our membership is made up of uh, businesses, of industry, of uh, sole proprietorships, mom and pops, uh, so to speak, but also nonprofits, churches, schools. And really, we're, we're kind of just the fabric and the mosaic of the community that's patched together, that comes together to, to keep us all moving forward, where we can share ideas and uh, best practices. And we also are, are that um, organization you can look to for advocacy. Um, are you are are you having trouble with um, federal regulations or with local issues? We are there for our members, and and really, um, you know, we can be therapists and we can be uh, <laughs> HR uh, consultants. Uh, we can be business plan writers. We do whatever it takes to help our members succeed. So you're really the thread that holds the the community together in, in a lot of ways, bringing them together, making sure that they meet, but also really being there for that support. And I know you've been there countless times for for Kentucky Wesleyan College, for which we are grateful, but it, it a lot of it's behind the scenes, and but but then you have the the very front advocacy portion of it as well. Yes, a lot of our work is behind the scenes, and that makes it hard uh, when you have people that um, you know have to write a check out every year and decide whether or not they're going to um, continue to fund your work and invest in your work. If you do a lot behind the scenes and you aren't um, if you aren't people that don't like to toot your own horn, um, then it, sometimes it's you know they'll say, well, what are you doing? Well, a lot of what we do is behind the scenes. You know, right. it's it's making things happen pushing things forward. And um, we always uh, go by the mantra that, you know, you get a lot more done when you're not worried about who's getting credit. And that is a great mantra. And that, that, that is perfect. And I know that the chamber has had a very close relationship with Kentucky Wesleyan College, especially in the recent past. I know Bart Darrell has been a very integral part of the, of the chamber. And could you tell us a little bit, one, how long have you been with the chamber and, and how do you see your relationship with a nonprofit such as Kentucky Wesleyan College? 
Yeah, so um, I started the chamber in 1993 when I had just graduated from college and was going into graduate school. So I've, I've got a pretty long history with the organization. Um, but I left after a year, went to county government um, for a few years, then for and then came back to the chamber as the VP. And I left the chamber in uh, 2002 as their executive vice president of both organizations. So I've okay. been there for, you know, off and on really for 30 years, and I've wow. seen the organization okay. evolve. Uh, but our higher ed partners um, in our community, they're, they're our economic drivers. So um, anything that we can do to connect our, you know, our higher ed partners, um, Westland and Brescia in particular, with opportunities, um, it's, going to, it's going to continue to push our community forward. Um, have we done as good of a job as I would like to? No. Um, you know, we need to do, be, be doing much more um, for career pathways for Westland graduates. Um, to, to help um, embrace the campus as part of our business community mm-hmm. more. Uh, so there's a lot of work that's left to be done. But that's good, right? If sure. we've already done everything, we wouldn't have uh, things to look forward to. Um, but, you know, um, in today's world, our higher ed, um, not just research mm-hmm. piece, but innovation piece, and really growing great citizens like Wesley and Brescia do, um, you know, there's there's nothing Nothing better than the talent piece of what you do, and that's where our economy is headed. It's about talent. Well, and and I entirely agree, and I cannot speak for Brescia, but I know for Kentucky Wesleyan College, 50% of its alums stay within Owensboro, mm-hmm. which to me is is fascinating. It speaks it's remarkable. To, to really the job that the Chamber has done in promoting the city and making it a, a place where people come in and want to stay. And you, you talk about being an advocate for the for the uh, institutions, but the institutions have to be advocates as well. And I know you and I have talked about what can Kentucky Wesleyan do for Owensboro for the chamber as well. I and mean, we want to be that driver uh, going back and forth. We, we bring in new students. We have the ideas. We have experts in, in the academics. You're right. We, we can help drive that area, but we have to be a, a good community member as well and not just sit back and expect that people are going to approach us. Well, and you are. In fact, you know, the Wesleyan story it's one of the, the stories that we use to demonstrate Owensboro's were kind of our hard headedness, you know, when they decided, <laughs> OK, we're going to go get Wesleyan and we're going to bring them to Owensboro. And um, it's, it's one of those cornerstones, I think, in our community character of making things happen and um, and looking and seeing, OK, where, where are we deficient? OK, well, let's figure out how we can make that happen. So you all are that constant inspiration for us. Um, but but now it's, it's time to go to the next step. And how, how do we get these graduates, all of them? Um, you know, last year when you spoke to the Chamber of Young Professionals, there was a remarkable moment um, when we saw the screen of just our CYP Executive Committee, which is the leadership of our uh, young professional organization. I Over half of those individuals, were they were Wesleyan graduates. That's amazing. So you look at the talent in our community and kind of a future talent and the pipeline that you all are providing to the community. Because these are kids that want to lead. They want to yes. make things better. They want to get involved in philanthropy. In activism, you know, there's the sky's the limit. It, and, and they want to do that here. Yes, and that is the, that is the beauty yes, of they it. Do. They want to stay in Owensboro and continue to make Owensboro so much better. So I've been here about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I just love the downtown area, the Riverwalk. Uh, but even going beyond that, it's just, just it's a beautiful, beautiful city, 25 different parks. And, and, and the chamber is such a, a huge part of that. Can you speak a little bit to sort of your last five years and, and maybe your next couple of years, where is it that you're trying to transition? And it, it, you're always looking forward. You always have to be looking forward. 
it's it's hard not to, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's the fun part of what we do as uh, community growers. Uh, so, yeah, I think where we're heading in the future is to continue to redefine the talent recruitment retention, um, to continue to find pathways for your graduates mm-hmm. to um, be a part of the community before they leave campus, you know, while they're students. How do we engage those students in meaningful ways so they are able to continue to stay here? Um, I think with the, um, equity and inclusion, college campuses, they're our conscience. And um, uh, the more that we can engage Wesleyan in our communities, um, really our quest to become more open uh, to people from all over um, and all ways of thinking, you know, that's where our colleges are going to be even more important as we move forward. But I see that that for the next couple of years um, of us really trying to, to find a way uh, to raise the um, the dialogue on, on that issue. Well, and I think that's wonderful. And we saw over the last year, what our students can do when they put their minds to it. And, and we've had a couple of, of city marches that the students put together and they notified the city officials, they notified uh, security, they did everything themselves. And those events were so positive and they weren't in other parts of the nation. But here, the way our students, not just at Kentucky Wesleyan College, but at OCTC and Brescia, they, they got together and they showed that proclivity to lead at a very high level, and I think if we can tap into that, uh, into the, that resource, and keep them here, and keep them thinking, and keep them moving forward, you're right. That is such a powerful motivator for everybody. And quite frankly, it's good for business, Doctor Mitchell. Definitely. I mean, the bottom line is it's it's there's the economics of it, and that is good for business. So um, the more ways we can find for for to, to allow those those young leaders to come together. And uh, and show the rest of us old people uh, what they need to, to, to continue to, to be here. Then that's what we need to do. And, and, and that's wonderful. And I know the Young Leaders programs have been, uh, people are so excited when they get picked up for those. And, uh, it, it, and people who've been in them from before talk about them, such a positive note. And it's really changed their trajectory and how they view working with, with others. So those kinds of programs are so important and you do them very well. Thank you. And they, they really affirm what we do. Uh, so we get as much out of it as, as they do. And I've every year um, continued to grow because of the participants in the program, because they challenge me personally, sure. uh, you know, and uh, my way of thinking and the way we deliver things um, at the chamber. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a win-win for all of us. Uh, and and that's a great way to look at it too. The best piece of advice I ever got when I was going I was going through graduate school, and I won't go through the entire story because it gets too long and boring. But uh, it basically came down to we always know about five percent of what we need to know, and when you think you know more than five percent, you probably know much less. And <laughs> but we're we're constantly learning every day. We should wake up learning, and the majority of of those who win a Nobel Prize have conducted the work for which they get the Nobel Prize prior to their 30th birthday. So if we can tap into these young minds, they're still pliable and malleable and, and so open to wanting to try new things. And uh, I'm not going to say either of us is, is, is beyond young age. I, I won't go that far, but thank you. Our, our, ex, our experiences <laughs> sometimes become a little more narrow as we get beyond our students' age and, and, and being open to them as, as the chamber has been and, and as we continue to need to be is such a powerful uh, thought for the, for the city. Yeah, and I, I think sometimes we get tired 
You know, yes. I mean, you do if you're, and especially if you're a, a change a change agent or disruptor or whatever, because right. I, I tend to be a little bit of a disruptor. <laughs> um, just ask people that, that have to deal with me. But um, you do get tired. And the, the youth, um, it's infusing energy back into what I do. Um, and you see the relevance. Um, you know, uh, when I was an elected official, there would be issues that we had to, to tackle that were really difficult, including the downtown um, placemaking initiative and the tax that we raised to fund that. Um, I would always think of specific people. Um, when, when the noise got too much, you still think of specific people. And I thought, that's who I'm working for. Yes. So when I can think of the young people uh, or you and people who are here trying to make a difference on on tough days, I think that's who I'm working for. And, and you know what? It makes it all better. And and what a great outlook. And, and we all do. You get to a certain level in your position and you spend a lot of time uh, putting out fires. I always tell my, my cabinet every day there's a fire to put there out. Is. And when you do that, um, you know you're doing good overall, but you're right. You get tired sometimes. And, and to be able to look around at the fresh face, I try to get out every day on campus and just talk to the students and <laughs> just Wonderful. see that vivacity that they continue to have and the wonder in their eyes. And it, it makes my day so much more easy. So yes. I, your, your, your advice there is to pinpoint a couple of people and say, yes, that no matter what has happened today, that is a person for whom I'm working, and that is why we continue to do what we do. That, that's wonderful. It's how, we, it's how we survive. You know, it's how we continue to lead. Well, and you've been leading the city for a long time. Uh, I've been asking you a lot of questions. I wanted to give you a few minutes to ask questions. Um, so do you have any questions for me while you're here? So what do you think you're, when you're coming back to campus this semester? What's the number one challenge that you see as president? Normalcy and safety. Mm-hmm. And let me explain that a little bit. Um, we had to do hybrid courses last year, as did most institutions. And we know that being virtual was extremely disruptive to K-12. through But it also was extremely disruptive to higher education. Our students were not happy. And it, it was somewhat out of our hands. They understood that. But learning virtually, even when they were on campus, they had to be learning virtually. And that really is no way for, uh, for education to occur. Education is a social business. And I always bring up the example, if it's 2.30 in the morning and you have a test coming up at 8 o'clock or a paper due at 8 o'clock and you're by yourself in your room, chances are you're going to sleep. Uh, but if you're with a group of five or six people and you're all pulling for each other, it can, that can actually become a very fun event. And those are things that you remember later on is that community effort, that bringing everyone together. So we need to be able to capture that again, that normalcy. And the safety comes from we're very low on vaccinations across the nation, and I'm afraid we're going not going to reach the level of vaccination for our students. We are pushing very hard for them to be vaccinated, and not just for the safety of the Kentucky Wesleyan College community, but for the safety of the Owensboro community. These are kids who are or they're not kids anymore. I apologize. They're, 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 these are our young adults who are going out to do internships, to get jobs in the city, to go shopping in the city, to really be a part of, of what is the fabric of Owensboro. And we want for them to keep the citizens of Davis County safe. Right. So we're really advocating for vaccinations. We know they're safe. We know that given 163 million different shots, that you're much more safe getting the vaccine than you are getting COVID. Right, and absolutely. So that, and that and is, it's that social responsibility. I mean, the, with the people who are marching, it's the same thing. You know, so um, from a community perspective, from a business perspective, uh, we are at this point pleading um, for young people um, to, to please get the vaccine. Yeah. Um, we cannot afford another 
shut down. Uh, you know, we don't we don't want to have cancellations of events. We don't right. want we don't want to be to, we want to be together. And I'm worried about that as well. And I think that's going to be the the real leadership challenge uh, for us over the next two months. And um, what we do and how we rise to the occasion is going to dictate what the next 12 months look like for all I, of us. I agree. And, and I agree 100% we cannot shut down businesses again. We cannot go to a virtual campus. What we are telling our students, we are now going to have to treat COVID just as any other illness. If you get it, we can't put the same placements that we had last year we just cannot afford to do that it's preventable now it It wasn't yes last year it was not preventable and for us to continue to inflict something upon others and ourselves that's preventable it's irresponsible correct and totally agree and 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 that's the stance we are taking as well so i'm very happy to hear that from from the city of owensboro and and hopefully you're happy to hear that from kentucky wesleyan college it's personal responsibility but it's responsibility to the community as well and it is preventable it's so and with the Methodist tradition, you know, just like with the Catholic tradition, you know, we are all part of the same body, you Correct. know, the same body of Christ. And you take care, you take care of your body, you take care of one another. Correct. And what I do doesn't just impact me, it impacts you. Um, and that's why we're, that's why we're alive. <laughs> that's why we're alive. <laughs> that, that is a great statement and you are, you are correct. Uh, and so th- those are our areas. I'm feeling pretty enthusiastic about it, truthfully, uh, given some of the conversations we've had with, with our students our faculty and staff have been wonderful. Uh, so we will have a fully open campus. And being fully open means that we want for the community to be here as well. We have several activities already scheduled from the community on campus. And we continue to hope that we have more. Okay, so a personal question. Yes. What book are you reading right now? I have a feeling there's more than one. So you can pick one. What's your favorite book you're reading? I'm a scientist. Mm-hmm. I've always been fascinated with sort of from where we came, both on on the religious side as well as on the scientific side. And I just completed a book last evening on human errors. And I don't believe, when, when people say you've been made in the image of, of Christ, I don't believe that means physically. And I know some people do, um, and I don't, and I guess that's a scientist in me. So uh, the book on errors just talked about how evolutionarily the human body really is not a physical wonder. The mind is great, mm-hmm. but the human body is is really not. And it's it was kind of fun. <laughs> it is. And it was fun to read just from why we have so much pressure on our knees from walking upright because we, we don't develop the muscles the way other animals do to the way our internal organs hang because we don't walk on all fours. It's just, it's fun. And, and it's a way to kind of tease yourself as you go through to not take everything so seriously. So I like that. But let me put that question back to you. What are you reading? What am I reading? Well, I have um, um, a book I'm finishing called Four Winds. Okay. And um, it's Kristen Hanna. I think that's right. So it's really depressing. And um, Sarah Hemingway, who's one of my, my childhood friends, gave it to me. And I texted her when I was about halfway through it, and I said, does this get any better? Because I'm going to bed depressed every night. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's about uh, a woman in the Dust Bowl. Okay. And it uh, talks about her life. And we really haven't talked much about women's role on the plains. And um, really, and I had a grandmother who was in the Dust Bowl, a great-grandmother. And my, my, she was my, she's my paternal great-grandmother. So my grandfather was a child in the Dust Bowl in Arkansas, um, 
Texas and then Arkansas. So it was a one of those books that really kind of uh, it's it's been touching. And then I read the Sun, which is a great magazine, and I don't. Sure. Know, it's one of my favorites. When it comes in every month, it's like that's my that's my favorite day of the month when the Sun comes in my inbox. I was I was told at an early age to read everything you can, mm-hmm. and uh, the person who told me this had had a great sense of humor. He said. If you're traveling and you're in you're in a public bathroom, read what's on the walls. He goes, most of it's horrible, but every so often you find these vignettes of beauty. And and, and so I try to read every day. I set time away every day just for personal reading. Not uh, you read every day for work, mm-hmm. um, and and that is reading. I don't count that as as just sort of the other, recreational. The personal reading is like dessert, yes. though, isn't it? I mean, it is. you just feel a serenity when you sit down and you get your time to read what you want. Yes. Yeah, so I would tell everybody who's listening, read every day, and not just for work, but for pleasure. Just find something you like and, and read every day. So it's good for your brain, too. Yes. I cannot thank you enough for being here. We are, are the show is 15 minutes. We're at 21. Okay. Uh, but you've, you've made it so easy just to, oh, to talk. you. So, so thank you so much. But before we go, do you have anything you'd like to say to, to on which to end the show? Just thank you. To the students, um, to your faculty, to your staff, to all the people that make this a great place in our community. Um, the lawn's gorgeous. The buildings thank are beautiful. You. It's a treasure. And uh, thank you. I'm glad you've been entrusted with it. And no. just know that we're here to help you in any way you can. And we can. Well, thank you. I, I realize the school has been in Owensboro for 70 years. It has over 150 years of education. I am here, but for a very short while. My hope is to leave it in in a better position than where I found it. And, it, and I came in and it was already in a very strong position. So I, I'm humbled to be here, and I'm very humbled to be able to work with you and your office, and and to be a part of Owensboro. So thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Metzl. <laughs>